Hello, 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 and welcome back to another episode. Today we are going to be discussing ditching the pageant patty. Welcome to Pageantland, the UK's premier podcast for all things pageantry, with your host, Jessica Barkley. Here you'll find guest experts, past, present and future queens, plus my own personal insights into what it's like to follow your pageantry dreams. So whether you're hitting the stage for the first time, looking to up your game, or even after some inspiration to follow your own dreams, I hope you will find something here for you. I'll ask the questions you're too embarrassed to and get real about the highs and lows of pageantry. If you enjoy this episode, please give us a share on social and pop me a review on iTunes. Now strap on those heels and let's get into it because we have a lot to cover. So a pageant patty is basically someone that's like very much trying to be what she thinks a pageant girl should be. They're often the answers sound very rehearsed, false forced, not natural to who they are. Um, you get the same with like the smile, with the walk. I think it's often talked about more in relationship to interview. Um, but I think it's really important to register like the walk and the on stage thing as well, that it feels very like robotic and forced and a little bit like they've watched way too much toddlers and tiaras um, <laughs> um and it's just not authentic and even when someone can't quite put their finger on that it's just not authentic and that you're being a pageant patty um there will be like a loss of trust it'll be very hard for you to captivate them um it'll be very hard for them to find you engaging or genuine because there will be this barrier of the fact that you are trying to give them these perfect polished answers um and we've really tried to push away from this particularly in the blog with the blog questions that we've asked we've now um so there's options through the website if you go onto the tab that says contact um drop down there it's like get involved so it's pageantland.online forward slash get involved and in there there are the options to submit to be in the blog as a queen or as a finalist um and we've like really hit it home hard at the top of that we're like we don't want like pageant perfect answers we want real we want raw we want you um and I think that's really important that when you come to when it comes to competing when it comes to life you want to be your genuine self because there will be like this magical barrier that you're going to put up between yourself um and your if it's on social media your audience um if it's face to face like your friends your family the judges everything like that there will be like this magical barrier that you are putting up if you are not being authentically you because authentically you is awesome remember what it always says at the end of these podcast episodes you sparkle your brightest when you are being yourself Um, and a pageant patty is basically the opposite of being yourself it's being everything that you think they want you to be and everything that they need you to be um, one of the things I think is really important to watch out for, because we, we, we think about this more in our interview, we find it easier to lean into being who we are in our interview. Um, but one of the downfalls can be walk. Um, and it's often quite easy to spot who people have trained with. Um, and you need to be in control of this when you are co- working with a coach and a walk coach is making sure that you are not just taking on their walk even when they demonstrate things to you you want to be thinking about like the balance of your foot like whether the weight's on your heel or your toe and everything like that and not just trying to completely mimic what they are trying to do and um, luckily in the UK we now have more and more coaches um but it is still like people will still spot and be like oh she's coach we know she's coached 
with so-and-so, you can tell in her walk. It's one of the most common things that you will hear like in the audience if you're sat with people. Oh yeah, that's that's one of so-and-so's girls because you can tell by the walk. Um, and it's not necessarily the coach's fault because they only have two sets of two sets of legs. They only have one set of legs to demo stuff with you. Um, and they also, you've got things like um, different distributions of weight. They're not going to necessarily be an expert in, in anatomy, um, in weight distribution. Um, even like things like your core strength and stuff like that will affect like how you're able to walk and, and strength within your legs and things like that. Um, if you've got one leg shorter than the other or whatever, if you can't walk in your shoes, things like that. And um, so that's one to be really, really be careful and making sure that your shoes are very much yours because otherwise it'd be very hard to do on a walk that's authentically you. Um, I speak from experience. I wore the completely the wrong shoes for the first two pageants I did. Um, and finally got some shoes I actually liked by the third one. Um, no, that's wrong. First three pageants I did, I wore the wrong shoes. By the fourth pageant, I got some shoes I could actually walk in. Um, and part of that was I had a coach that didn't tell me, it wasn't strong enough with me to say, no, don't wear those freaking shoes. They are a nightmare. Um, and um, blah, 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 blah. So, Walk is something that I think is massively overlooked when people are be like, oh, I'm not a pageant patty because I give like genuine answers. I'm not worried about them being perfect. I don't over rehearse them. Don't underestimate how much your walk can make you look like a pageant patty and make you look unauthentic if you are trying to mimic exactly how your coach walks. You want to listen to how your coach explains the walk, explains like the transitions of the weight on your feet, etc, etc. And I think the same thing comes down to like spins and turns and things. Um, your coach might think that you are doing a turn beautifully and be like yeah yeah your balance is all right but if in your heart you're like this isn't me this doesn't feel right or I'm swishing too much that's one of the common ones um I literally saw a girl on stage knock herself over because she over swished like she sent herself off balance and she wasn't even in like the most ridiculous shoes I've seen they were still pretty high um but she swished so much she sent herself off balance um so make sure that you are swishing, turning to a level that is right for you. Even if your coach is like, no, 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 you can do that. You can do that turn or practice a bit more and you'll be fine. Like, no, if it doesn't feel authentically you, the judges, the audience, they will know. So make sure that you're finding a level that is right for you. I'm I'm not a spinny, turny person. Um, I love other people doing it, but I don't feel, it doesn't feel right for me. I'm very tall and thin and... I just don't, yeah, no, <laughs> just doesn't fit with me. And um, so even when I've got had, oh, no, no, do this one, do this one. And I'm like, it's just not, I'm not going to, it's not going to happen. When we come up on stage, it's not going to happen. I'm going to feel really uncomfortable if I'm trying to plan to do them. I'm not a spinny person. Um, it's just not for me. And that is a-okay. You want to be making sure that you're representing the best, like your best self. Um, and you're not trying to represent someone else's version of your best self. It's what is wholeheartedly right for you. And um, the other area that they can creep into is smiles. Like, um, have a little practice in the mirror. Like, think about when, when something genuinely just makes you smile or makes you laugh. Like, how is your face feeling? Like, pause and enjoy the joy of the moment. And then go, oh, wait, how is my face feeling? Because I feel super happy in this moment. Um, so it probably shows on my face. Like, um, so quite often I will now like picture my daughter when I'm on stage because that's what gives me the best smile. Um, I, 
I find like if you've been spying all day at rehearsals and then by the evening suddenly sometimes my face can go into this really awkward smile like a bit overly gummy and crazy and I've got this really crazy vein in my forehead that goes a bit nuts when I'm like super excited <laughs> um, so some of my on stage pictures are interesting <laughs> um, but I've now realised like what actually brings me joy because I find the stage really scary I'd much rather be on stage speaking I'd much rather have a microphone in my hand be like delivering a speech or presenting or um comparing or anything like that than I would be just walking on stage like <laughs> That's why I like opening round, like uh, not opening round, like opening number and you when you say your name on stage, that's like my favourite bit. Um, so I do find that I like might be tensing up a little bit and I need to take myself to my happy place. I like picture my daughter doing something funny and it sort of brings out my real smile. Um, so spot, when something is bringing genuine joy to you and you are genuinely beaming and I'm beaming now, I don't know if you can hear it in my voice, but should I like beaming now? Like how does your face feel when you are genuinely so happy? Um, I feel like I'm also genuinely happy now. One, I'm recording a podcast and I love bringing podcast episodes to you. But I just had the most amazing vegan peanut butter and chocolate chip ice cream and it was on sale and it's so good. So that's another reason why I'm super happy. Um, but I'll just like remember that. Remember the feeling in your cheeks. Remember how like, your neck feels and your eyes feel. And um, next time you feel like genuine joy. And um, how does that feel? I'm like so joyful then that I hit the microphone with my hand. So apologies for that. Um, but that's, that's the joy exploding out. Um, and that's where you'll find like your genuine happy smile and things like that. Um, and again, if you, if you feel like your coach is trying to coach facial expressions aren't right for you voice that because they don't necessarily know you have to have a two-way communication with your coach um with how you're feeling about what they're delivering to you um if you can't get to that relationship with your coach if it's not a two-way conversation coaching is about bringing you out they shouldn't be forcing um a way of being a way of smiling a way of walking a way of delivering answers on you it's about bringing you out and highlighting all the awesomeness of you um, and then making sure it's a it's a pageant way but not a pageant patty way when I say pageant way for example me delivering an interview fully Jess would take three hours so I work with a coach um, to make sure that I'm bringing my answers I'm curtailing my answers which yes goes a little bit against my natural stream of things because I could talk the hind legs off a donkey. I tend to do a million and one things um, with my title um, as a finalist. So um, I, I, could, I could do my interview for days. So of course I need help of a coach to help curtail that down so my answers are shorter and more succinct and I'm getting to the point quicker, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but I'm not going to let a, a coach completely change who I am. I'm not going to get a coach um, put me into outfits that I'm uncomfortable with and stuff like that, because that is when you will start coming across like that pageant patty, like that sort of boxed Barbie doll, um, as opposed to your true, beautiful, amazing, authentic self. And I will say it again, you sparkle your brightest when you are being yourself. One of the other pitfalls I see with this is that people will have spent too much time analysing the previous queens. Um, and they will watch all their videos, they'll watch all their walks and things. One of the things I found quite interesting um, before I competed last time, I did re-watch, um, partly because I hadn't been to the finals the previous year, because when I had my daughter, I'd been to some, but not been able to go to all of them. Um, and I know the stage had changed, and so I wanted to have a look at how the stage was. Um, and it wasn't the 
you like you couldn't necessarily pick out who was going to be the winner. I only knew who was queen because this was like a year later and they'd been crowned. And like other people also rocked the stage in their own way too. And um, like they say, it's like different, um, different day, different judges, like a different person could have won. And um, that doesn't take away from the person that did one. Just want to clarify that. Um, but it doesn't mean that you can only win if you go up and completely be like that other person. So it can be too dangerous overwatching um, how someone else has done it. And I do see people giving this as advice to go and like watch, rewatch, watch again, but know your limitations. If it starts impacting how you are going to present yourself in a way that is diminishing your sparkle, diminishing your authentic self, then step away from the YouTube videos, step away from watching that DVD that you got of so-and-so about last year's Queens, like step away from it, stop, don't let it get to the point where it's affecting you. You are a filter, not a sponge. You do not need to soak up every bit of information, everything you see, you need to put it through the filter. I'm like, I'm putting things through the filter of Jess. Going through the filter of Jess, is this right for Jess? No, it's not right for Jess. Is this right for Jess? Yes, this is right for Jess. Ooh, or I can tweak it and then it's right for Jess. Like put it through the filter of you. Put it through the, the filter of Lucy. Put it through the filter of Chloe. Put it through the photo, fil- photo? filter of Dion. Like put it through the filter of you um, and then you can decide whether it's right for you or if there's a way of adapting it and making it right for you. They don't just want the same queen every year. Um, now I say this, obviously um, you do want to have a look. If the same, exactly the same person is winning every year and you are nothing like that person, that maybe you are in the wrong system. And we have loads of episodes about discovering like your system and things like that. Or maybe even bring it up with your director saying, I'm like, I feel like I don't fit in right here um, and this can be one of the dangers there are um, there are quite a few systems where they don't have criteria that they give for the judges but the problem is the downside of that is that then the judges benchmark is the previous queen and particularly when um, you bring in judges that aren't necessarily from the pageant community that don't necessarily know that the system doesn't want the same person every year and that can be a bit of a danger zone so if you are worried about that speak to your director every director that I've spoken to either as personal or as part of pageant land um or just like general info and stuff like that has said the same thing that they really want people to come to them and ask questions and ask concerns um if you have anything like an insight or information, like they can't evolve, they can't make things better. Um, and we talked about this on a previous episode. Um, where I was like, why you like actually need to give, um, uh, need to give like honest feedback, um, why you need to actually like speak to the pageant directors and things like that. Um, and, explain to them like if you didn't like a certain thing like it's it's really really important to give um feedback to our coaches and to our dress shops and to this like in a private way we're not going to be doing it in a in a public environment um like you want to go to them privately so that they've got a chance to process it because if they've quote unquote done something wrong um they don't necessarily need it highlighted to the whole world. That makes it harder for people to change. Like people's defense mechanisms go up. Go to people privately and have a word with them privately and explain that, oh, this, this, and this happened. Um, and 
it made me feel uncomfortable or I felt like uh, my dress shop experience was really rushed. Like, I don't feel like I made a good choice and now I feel like I've come away with a dress that doesn't fit me right or wasn't the right one for me, etc., etc. Like, go to them and actually give them a chance to improve. I'm sure we did a podcast episode on this. <laughs> Maybe it was, like, a long time ago and therefore I've forgotten. But um, um, I think it was import- importance of giving, like, feedback or something like Was it a blog? Maybe it was a blog. Oh, crikey, now I can't remember. Um... <laughs> That's <laughs> always good, isn't it? Um, maybe it hasn't come out yet. Maybe that's why I can't remember. <laughs> um, but yes, either way, really, really important that we are giving feedback. Um, ah, yes, it was. It was like three, two weeks ago. Two weeks ago. Go back, episode nine: the importance of giving systems and suppliers feedback. Sorry, completely digressed there. Um, luckily the list of past episodes was in front of me. I just couldn't spot it. <laughs> For the life of me, I couldn't spot it. Um, so yeah, make sure that you're giving them, in fact, but for this topic of conversation, it's about going back to your director and being like, oh, all your contestants have always been like under five foot seven and I'm like six foot two. Is that going to be an issue? Like, are the judges told that height doesn't matter? Like, I saying you have no criteria is kind of having a criteria because you do then need to tell as a director you do then need to tell your judges that there is no criteria if you're not giving your judges any kind of briefing um then they are going to make up their own criteria and usually that's gonna by um oh i'm sorry tapping my nails um by definition of like human nature, they are going to resort to thinking back to, oh, who, what was the previous queen like? That will become their criteria if judge, if directors don't give judges criteria. That's like the danger zone. Um, so if you are worried about that, like speak to your director. And same thing goes with um, appearances, with photos and stuff like that. If you haven't seen someone competing in the way that you want to compete, it doesn't mean that it's wrong. It just means that it hasn't been done before. Um, and this would be a good time to maybe speak to some people that are um, have maybe been in pageantry a bit longer or speak to your coach. Um, I would speak to a few different people there. If you're looking to try and do something new um, to find out if that is that a way that is going to like, is it just a new way? Is it just a new, wonderful way of doing it? Or is it a way that is actually going to rub other pageant girls up the wrong way or rub your director up the wrong way, et cetera, et cetera? Um, but it may be that you've just found like a new a new twist on something or a new way of doing something. Um, one of these was a post that um, a lady that's new to pageantry put up on social media that I totally related to, um, went up like a couple of days ago. And she was like, I just don't, do I need to be getting used to having all these selfies taken and stuff like that? Because that's just not really me for like appearance folder and things. And I totally relate to that. I don't mind if people come up to me and want a picture with me. So, because uh, someone else made that comment, they're like, if you win, people will want photos with you. And that's another thing. Like, it's like that's completely different. People coming up and wanting your picture is, like, absolutely fine. But I don't naturally take lots of pictures of myself. Um, I don't mind if people want pictures with me. I'll be like, yeah, come and jump in. Like, fine. Like, absolutely happy with that. Um, and it was really nice, like, because of the podcast and stuff, I now, well, pre-COVID, got people coming up to me at events and wanted pictures and I'm like quite happy to do that um but for appearances and stuff I'd rather just crack on and do the job and do the work um I don't I don't feel the need to get pictures but um you need them for your appearance folder um so with that one I try and get more like action shots um I might get like one in front of like the sign of the event or something like that um 
or the step and repeat. So the step and repeat is when you've got like the big screens with uh, lots of different logos on and you stand in front of them to have your pictures taken. That's the step and repeat. Um, and if there's one of those, like I might get a picture with someone at those, but I'd much rather that I had a role. And I've talked about this in previous episodes before. Um, that for me is, it's much more authentic for me to be volunteering to help so be like, oh, uh, I'd love to come to your event as an appearance, but can I sell some raffle tickets for you? Or um, can I compare? Or can I sing? Or can I do the washing up? Like, <laughs> oh, I love it when events like doing some sort of food thing and I can run the kitchen. That like brings me joy. Um, like sash on, like hands in hot soapy water doing the cleaning. Um, that for me is like a really fun way of contributing and helping at a charity event or a community event and contributing. But it doesn't a pretty picture make, but it does an appearance picture make. Um, and it's I've still been there, I've still like represented or like serving drinks or something like that. Like just going and doing something. I've run the live stream um at uh like actually for the organizers around the live stream at a pageant before covid and then there was another one by accident i ended up having the only live stream the other person that was doing it their battery kept dying and the event didn't have one set up um but it was nice i felt like i had a purpose i wish i'd bought my tripod for that one though because um i was like trying to hold my phone up and i had space i had like the perfect space for a tripod and i didn't have it with me and um, have tripod will travel um so if you know i'm coming to your event and you've got a job that needs filling i am your girl but if you find it really awkward just going to appearances if that isn't authentic with you don't put the pageant patty mask on and just turn up and be all smiles and like let's get a selfie if that's not who you are and um, if you want to do it in a different way um like in the lady that posts that I think she got some really good advice in the comments um I commented Hannah Golding commented another lady commented it's like get the the photos that you need for your appearance folder and so not everything that you do is going to count as an appearance and if you're like well this isn't going to count anyway or maybe you maybe you're only allowed to submit five appearances after you've done that you don't necessarily need to worry about getting the photos and you could just put up some pictures of the event and things like that and then you're supporting and promoting the event but get the pictures you need like that you actually need need and um, and then after that make it your way if you like having lots of pictures with people um the only one that find, time I find it sad that I don't like getting lots of pictures with people and that I don't actively go and do that myself is at birthdays. At birthdays, everyone seems to share their picture with so-and-so. Um, and because I don't <laughs> take many pictures, um, I'm like, oh, pants. I haven't actually got a picture with this person to share. So I don't think it will change me because it's like a momentary thing. It's only with a couple of people. I'm like, oh... I wish I had a happy birthday picture to there, but I just share a bitmoji now instead. Um, anyway, massive digress. Uh, the moral of the story is that there are more than one, there's more than one way to skin a cat. Uh, it's like two plus two equals four, but one plus three also equals four. And one plus one plus one plus one also equals four. Like there's more than one way to do something. Um, get advice from um, fellow pageant ladies, particularly if you're new to the industry, but fellow pageant ladies, um, speak to your coach, speak to a few different people if you feel like maybe you haven't seen anyone do it the way that would be more authentic to you. Um, but don't be afraid of doing something a new way. Um, judges don't want you to be on stage and go, oh, we know who she's trained with because she's walking the same way. We don't want them to come out of interview and go, oh, yeah, another girl that does X, Y, and Z because of so-and-so's, like, like because of a coaching style, whatever it may be. So um, 
make sure you are being authentically you. Ditch the pageant patty. Um, and remember, you sparkle your brightest when you are being yourself. Have an amazing day. Thank you for joining me today. I value and appreciate your time so much. It's wonderful you've given some of it to this episode. Please rock on over to our Facebook or Instagram and share your thoughts. And I would love you to give this episode a share while you're there. For any specific links, check the show notes or rock on over to our website, pageantlandpodcast.com for more information about the podcast or how you can be a guest on a future episode. Have an amazing day. And remember, you sparkle your brightest when you're being yourself. See you soon.